In society, we're actually taught that as far as business owners, to go out and to be seen, to be heard, to push, to initiate, to do all of these things, you know, to get seen and heard. And that's great for some. However, that's great for one, actually. There's five types. Welcome to the Raw and Real podcast. Are you dreaming of changing your life through opening a business? Or are you curious what obstacles entrepreneurs had to overcome on their journey? Then you're in the right place. My name is Agnes Billig and I'm your host. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Real. Today's guest on the show is Miranda Mitchell. She's a mindset coach and human design specialist who helps entrepreneurs align energetically so that they have a successful business with freedom and ease. Hey, Miranda, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Hey, you know, I'm really excited to dive into human design uh, because that's also a very new topic for me. But first, I'm a little bit curious to get to know more about you as a person. So can you tell us a bit about the way how you grew up and how that shaped you and your life path? Sure. Um, Let's see. So I grew up in Vermont um, in a big family. Um, I am actually the oldest of eight, um, but six of them lived with me uh, and my mother and two of my sisters live with my father, my biological father. So we have a huge, huge family and there's a lot put on my shoulders being the oldest out of everybody. And in our life, we kind of lived differently. We, I, I would say off-grid is what people call it nowadays. We didn't have, at times, electricity or hot water, for that matter. Um, we lived about a mile from the bus stop, and um, it was pretty tough being a kid in that realm or that area, because, you know, as a kid, you want to be around friends, and you want to be doing things, and we didn't have much of that. Uh, I lived with my mom and my stepdad. He adopted me and my sister. When they married, my biological father gave us up for adoption um, because he didn't want to pay the child support. So my stepdad was uh, gracious enough in adopting us, which we're very thankful for. But um, he was there for us financially, but emotionally he was not. So uh, we didn't grow up with a lot of I guess, um, masculine support from our father. And my mother was really detached as well. There were so many of us. I don't know if it was because she just didn't have the time or if she was just uh, doing the best that she possibly could in the way that she was living. But we didn't have a lot of support. Uh, We woke ourselves up to go to school. We made our own food. We, uh, if we didn't go to school, we weren't in trouble. It was basically us taking care of ourselves from probably 12 on. So since that happened, I ended up moving out when I was 14. And I did that because I actually wanted to have some of the necessities in life. I wanted to have electricity and hot water and friends and doing things. So I stayed with friends. And um, because of the lack of support, I feel like I didn't have a lot of love in myself. I didn't know who I was. So I was out drinking a lot, partying a lot, and really trying to maybe drown out 
who I was. I didn't know who I was. So I was just drinking, you know, and uh, it stayed that way for a long time until probably my 20s when I was married. I got married at 23 and this, he was supposed to be a shining art, but like, you know, that shining knight that shows up for you. He wanted, he was in the military. He wanted to take care of me and I hadn't been taken care of forever. So I thought that this was going to be amazing. I'm actually going to be taken care of in my life. And um, in that relationship, it started on our wedding day. He was very controlling, manipulative, physically and emotional, abusive, like the entire marriage. And I thought I had no self-love and so self-worth in me before him but he broke the rest of it down. Like I seriously couldn't stand up for myself. I had consequences. I wasn't allowed to do anything. I was basically trapped in that marriage and my self-worth even got worse. I was so, I was weak. And when I look at pictures now, I can't even believe that was me. So within that marriage, I ended up having, I have two sons and it was about 28 there was a shift in me knowing that I can't take this anymore, that um, either I'm going to end up dead or I don't want my kids to think this is okay. You know, two boys, I don't want them treating their girlfriends this way. So it took me about a year to prepare. I had to try to find a job and try to get ourselves out of that situation in a safe way. So it did take me about a year and it was the hardest thing that I've ever done, but it was really a huge shift in me standing my ground and starting to learn about myself. And then from there, I became um, very dedicated to learning. I put myself through school. I got my bachelor's degree. I did uh, numerous certifications, always trying to grow. What it was is I was trying to prove to myself that I was worthy. And in that, I became very cold. So I didn't trust anybody. I didn't love anybody. I didn't even love my, I didn't love myself. I didn't love anybody but my kids. And I woke up when someone actually, I actually heard someone call me the ice princess. And I was like, hmm, that's not what I want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be this cold person, you know? And then from there, I actually started doing yoga and started finding my vulnerability and uh, diving into the messy, I like to call it. That was my transformational work that I ended up doing and letting myself not be so strong and trusting people. So I want to dive into that also for a second. You mentioned that you were in an abusive marriage, right? So I know that especially if you're alone and if you don't have family support, it can be extremely hard for people to get out of there and you really probably have to make a plan so I'm wondering what was the moment that it really shifted for you and that you wanted to change things and that you wanted to make it work I honestly don't remember the exact moment I remember the feeling like uh it was for my kids it just came to me that they cannot grow up in this house And the thing was, it wasn't even self-love for me. I didn't care about myself still at this time. It was for them. So I was doing it for them. And because of that, then I was able to start learning to love myself 
but the turning point was for my kids. So, uh, you know, you had to work through a lot because of that time, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So what kind of beliefs did you really adapt that came back when you started your own business? Well, as far as a business owner, I do know I have the strength <laughs> and the perseverance. Definitely. That came easy. However, um, the belief in myself and being able to be successful was not there because I had been broken down and just struggled my entire life. I felt like my life was, that's what life was. It was a struggle. So um, in my business, I really felt like as long as I stay small and as long as um, I make ends meet or, you know, that was okay for me. And then I came into this realization that, you know, no, I can be bigger than that. I can be seen. I don't have to be shut down or shut up or pushed down that it's okay for me to be seen. It's okay for me to be heard. And you know what? I do have things that I can help people with. I do have experiences that I can help people through. And with that shift in belief, I started to realize that maybe I was being shut down by him because I was always the strong And um, maybe he saw it and I didn't. So what were the activities where you noticed that you were playing small and that you didn't want to be seen? Well, that was in life in general and in my business. So in life, I was okay with just having my normal mundane Things like I'd bring my kids to school, I'd go to work, I'd come home, I'd have like one or two clients, and I was I was good that way. And then in my business, even I was, I would have people say to me, Well, you inspire me. Why don't you like do something bigger? I see this big vision for you. And I'd be like, seriously, no, I'm good with staying small. I don't need to be out there. I don't need people to see me. And that was me playing safe because I didn't want them to see me because I was afraid of who I was. I was afraid that I didn't have any value. And I didn't want them to tell me that if I try to put myself out there and then I was rejected, then I'm right. I have no value. So it was a safety mechanism for me. How did you break through that then? Well, I broke through that with a lot of internal work. I started doing my yoga practice. I started um, really finding the time to take time to learn about myself, to take time in really reflecting on what my beliefs were, what emotions came up when people said things to me, why I would say these things to myself that were negative. So the yoga practice actually gave me the time on a daily basis to find the time to listen to what was true. For me, that my body was telling me that I was ignoring otherwise. And then through that practice, I realized in certain areas I wasn't happy. It gave me the strength to say no more, no more with this relationship, no more with this friendship. And I was able to find, finally clear, find clarity in who I was and really what I wanted. So before I didn't have the time or take it. So what were the answers that you found, you know, when you started diving into who you really are? Well, I found that I wasn't my limiting beliefs. 
at all that I was creating those beliefs. And those things are things I told myself because of experiences that happened in my life. So I was letting my experiences dictate who I was. So I no longer took my experiences as who I was. I realized that I am in control of who I am and that working through some self-study practices and self-care practices that you can actually change your mindset to a new thought pattern and really start creating the life that you do want. You are not stuck in your past experiences unless you let yourself be there. What were the practices that you did in order to really rewire those old patterns in your mind? Well, there is a couple of them, but I would say the most prevalent, the ones that I love are breath work and journaling. So every day I start my day with intention. I start with taking at least three to five minutes on just breathing and What that means is I'll inhale for slow and exhale for slow and only focus on the breath. And then after I do that breath work, I just let my mind control my hand, I guess. And I just journal whatever comes up to me. So some days it's nothing. Some days it's like nothing's coming up to me. I don't know what I'm saying. This is ridiculous. But then other days there's these mad words that come out and you realize some of the things that's in your body that you're not even aware of. It's in your subconscious. So these practices, I start on a daily basis because I can live my day intentionally. Without them, I'm just in the flow and I don't know what I'm doing, honestly. Okay. Sounds really exciting. Um, I guess I'm going to try that once. One of the things that I still really wanted to dive into is human design, right? That's a very new topic. And I'm quite certain that also a few people that are listening currently have maybe heard of it, but are not completely sure what it is. So can you give us a little bit an overview of what exactly human design is? Yes, uh, human design is the combination of traditional practices like the Hindu chakra system and the astrology with new modern like sciences like quantum physics. So it's the combination of the practices together so that we can bring tradition with modern age so that we can continue to learn about ourselves, learn about our energy and align with our energy so that we know what's true for ourselves. So uh, what's the benefit for someone knowing about human design? Oh, so much. So, so much. So we each have our own blueprints and it's based on our birthday, time, and place. So we each have our own blueprint of energy. And in society, we're actually taught that as far as business owners to go out and to be seen, to be heard, to push, to initiate to do all of these things, you know, to get seen and heard. And that's great for some. However, that's great for one, actually. There's five types. For the other energy types, it's not all about initiating. It's all about learning to respond or learning to see the signs and actually sitting back and connecting with your energy first so that things are brought to you to respond to or say yes to for your business. 
So for me, I'm a manifesting generator. And what that means is generator type means that you have life force energy, you have workforce energy. So I have lots of energy. I can do many things at many different times. Some of them work, some of them don't. However, I am not an initiator. So I am not to get an inspiration, go out there and do it. I am to get the, uh, the inspiration and to sit and then wait for people in the external world or signs in the external world to show up for me to say, yes, that's good. Or yes, that's, that's not for me. And what I mean by that is by sitting back is just getting an inspiration, asking what would be possible if I was to do this in my business. Now, normally we would use our mind to figure it out. And that's not what our energy blueprints are for. So we ask the question, manifesting generators sit back, can visualize it, wait for people to show up in your external world or signs or an intuitive gut feeling. And then from that response, take that next step. And what that's given for me is before I was initiating everywhere, I had all these things started, nothing would finish or it would fall apart. And I would burn a lot of energy doing that. And now that I'm waiting to respond to things after my inspiration, everything's coming into alignment and it has created like so much ease for me. I have so much time now to work on myself, to do the things I love. And then when I know something's right, I have the energy to do the work and then it, it works. So it has changed my entire way of doing business. I want to go through an example here for a moment. So let's say I'm an entrepreneur and I have a certain idea and I want to obviously get it out into the world because otherwise, you know, nothing's going to happen because no one knows about this idea. So probably what I would do is just go on LinkedIn and make a post so that people see it. So are you telling me now, based on what energy type I am, there will be different results because of that post? Yes. Yeah. So depending on your energy type, there's a certain way that you can post things. So if you're a projector, their energy type is waiting to be invited or waiting to be recognized by someone. So a post there would be, I had this inspiration or um, they would go into the post and then they would say, I would love to invite you to respond to this. Or I'd love to invite you in a collaboration. Or I'd love to see some, that invitation is important there. As far as like a manifesting generator, we can say like what everyone is doing right now. Do you feel frustrated because of this? Do you do like all of the questions? And then you can end with, if you agree with this, put a heart in the comments and then they would respond. So depending on your energy type, the way that you post and the wording that you use is different. and the expectation because you know there's a lot of people that expect a lot of people to comment or say something or connect yeah but it takes time for that energy okay that's interesting so uh, i'm wondering since you have that knowledge 
that you are a certain type, a manifesting generator. What, what really changed in your life and in what areas of, of your life do you also apply that knowledge to your advantage? Well, as far as my business, it has shifted my mindset huge. I have realized that since I'm, I am, have to wait to respond to things, that I do not have to do everything. And that's another thing that I realized learning the different types, like we're all here to do different things. So when you collaborate with people, it actually works to everyone's benefit because then you each have your own part. So for me, being a generator type, I have the energy to go out and do things. As a projector, they don't have a lot of energy. They actually are the ones that sit back and guide people. So I'm currently working with a projector and she sits back and guides me in certain things, which is very hard for me because I'm used to like coming up with everything and doing everything. So I was like, it was a little hard in the beginning to like have someone guide me. <laughs> But now it's like, oh yeah, I'll do that work. What are, what are your ideas on this? And it's no longer just about me. It's working in collaboration. So that's a huge thing that shifted for me. Another thing that shifted for me is I talked about my kids earlier. I know since it's based on your birthday and time, your energy blueprint does not change. So you can do your kids blueprint. And I did my daughter's blueprint and I realized that she has a very hard time being recognized because her throat is open. So a lot of people don't listen. And I was always wondering, why is she screaming above everybody to get recognized? And because of that, I have noticed, okay, she needs for me to go to her, recognize what she's talking about. So she feels seen and heard, and then she'll be okay. So it has changed my relationship with my kids because now I understand them more. And now I understand why they're so different. So uh, what are the insights that you had about yourself from your own profile? Like, what are the things that you, that just came together because of it? So within the profile, there um, are open centers and defined centers. And just so you briefly understand, the open centers are the white centers, and they are the centers that you can have conditioning in. And a lot of people may have pain in because these are learning lessons because the energy that we take in in those centers are not ours. And then there's the defined, which are consistency in who we are. So I realize, okay, so where I have definition, there's consistency in who I am there. But like my G center, which is my heart, no wonder I had so many issues with finding my identity. Like I was taking in everyone else's identity in whatever area I was and thinking it was me, but it wasn't. So it gave me, like the minute I actually saw my chart and understood it, it gave me clarity in so many things that happened in my life. I forgave myself for like so many things that I had done in my life or things that I had reacted to that I wasn't sure why. And it also gave me the clarity in knowing my life purpose. So the gates that are colored in, it told me I have the channel of struggle. So it told me that my life purpose with this channel is to experience challenge and adventure and struggle. 
and learn from them and then teach others through my experiences, through my struggle about life. So as soon as I connected with that, it's, I knew it already, but I didn't have the words. And it was almost like I immediately grounded into like knowing who I was and like, yes, this is who I was. This is why I've done everything. This is, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the work. So it was just, um, it was grounding and it was very, made me accept myself immediately. It was amazing. What changed really for you personally, since that acceptance is there, I think for, for me, that would be probably a certain type of confirmation again of something that you probably know and that I guess solves something. Yes, there's definitely confirmation. Sometimes if you're not in alignment, there may be a little bit that you're like, mm, I don't know if that's true because there's a misalignment there. But through just the awarenesses of seeing where your open and defined centers are, and you start integrating that and really learning to use your strategy as a way to live, then start, things start to align. So what that means is each type has a strategy. And I mentioned before, uh, manifesting generators are wait to respond. So instead of me initiating, now I wait. So I'm, I'm working with my strategy projectors are wait for the invitation so by learning to wait to be asked for information or wait to be invited into something then they're starting to align with their strategy and just like anything else it's not like you're going to do this for one day and it's magically going to happen it's going to take a little time but honestly it doesn't take as much time as I've been doing with my self-care practices and yoga practices because that's been like 10 years <laughs> So I'm wondering for entrepreneurs, we already touched upon the topic, initiating conversations with potential clients or not, or social media. So what are the other areas um, that entrepreneurs can apply the knowledge of your energy blueprint? Well, like the two that we already mentioned, also noticing what type you are so that you know what your purpose is. Like if you go deeper into your chart, you will find out what your purpose is in this life. So reconnecting and aligning with that so that you start to create that ease in your life that you really want. Also, opening up to the fact that you are not here to do everything, that you may need to collaborate with other people so that you can have that ease and freedom, that you don't have to be pushing, pushing, pushing the entire time. I think those are two huge ones because when you have that all together, then everything, I, I know I said this before, but it does, it falls in alignment, it falls into place and everything does become easier with a sense of, of knowing that this is right. This is what I'm here for. You mentioned before that you're here basically to experience struggle as well. So I'm also very curious, like, What has been in general the biggest struggle for you as a business owner and how did you overcome that? Oh, my biggest struggle was my own belief in myself. That was it. I had believed always since I was small that I really didn't have much value in this life. I wasn't here for any reason. Nothing I did mattered. 
Uh, I didn't love myself. I mean, you can go on and on. <laughs> um, but learning, uh, well, becoming an entrepreneur and working through all of my beliefs through yoga and then connecting with human design has really let me let go of all of the experiences that I held in my body. Um, we do learn through yoga that a lot of the experiences that we have had do stay in your body if you don't work through them. So I've been able to work through them and release them. And then with human design ground into what is true. So I actually have forgiven myself for everything that I've done in my past. And I actually feel appreciation for the struggle because I do know it was my path. And now that I know this, any struggle that comes up for me, because I do have the channel, I will take it as a learning experience. And I say that very often, like, ooh, this is difficult. So what is this teaching me? What is it? What is this for me? Like, what is this? So it has taught me how to look at things with a different perspective too. So uh, how can everyone find out what their uh, human design type is and what their energy blueprint is? So I have a website, uh, Miranda-Mitchell, and you spell Miranda M-I-R-A-N-D-A with a dash, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L.com. And there's a little button on there where it says, get my chart. And you just click on that button. You put your name, your birth date, time, and place, and I will run your chart personally and send it to you with an ebook. And then after that, you may get a little treat in a mini reading a couple of days later. <laughs> okay, that sounds awesome. So do you still have a last key takeaway, like a personal insight that you would like to share? I just want everyone to know that... Um, We really have the answers within us, within us at all times. And even though you may feel that we have to look outside of ourselves to find the answer, if you start to take the time to get to know yourself internally, things will start to align for you. Okay, big words, big words. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yes, you can go to my website again, Miranda dash mitchell.com fill out the information on the chart and then we can connect that way okay awesome thank you so much for all of these great tips and for everyone who's watching or listening we would love to hear from you so what is your favorite takeaway from our conversation today please make sure to let us know in the comments below the video thank you so much for listening If you don't want to miss out on future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform and be sure to leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. And check out the show notes for a deeper dive on what you heard today.